When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. It's Gerald Glassford talking to you right back here at Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at Lakerholics.com, where Laker Tom is there writing great articles, proposing trade requests that's probably making L. Rob's head scratch every time he tries to go ahead and bring one out. Plus, also as well, you got Jamie Sweet going ahead and just you know, having a great time, whatever he's doing when it comes to all the great articles that he does and his five things. Catch all the things today at Lakerholics.com. Plus the awesome folks at the hoopheadspod.com network at hoopheadspod.com. Want to give a special shout out and a happy new year to our good friend, Mike, who runs all of our shows over on his network. Want to give him a big shout out indeed. But if you can support all these great entities, whether we're on YouTube, Facebook, what have you, or your podcast outlet, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers... Coming into 2022 after a very, very strong performance on New Year's Eve. Did that set the tone for this coming year? We'll see. But 2022, at least in the first quarter, got up to a very strong note. And the Lakers, buoyed by a very good execution down the stretch, closing out very strong, managed to squeak out a win, 108 and 108 to 103, over the Minnesota Timberwolves in a key game in the standings that kept a very hard-charging, very underappreciated Minnesota Timberwolves team that was short both Carl Anthony Towns and also Russell, their point guard as well. Just unfortunately, they did not have them in the lineup, but the Lakers did manage to pull it out in the very end. They were killed, the Lakers were, on the offensive boards as Minnesota kept in this game all game long by clearly dominating on the inside but the lakers still held firm they shot well enough from the outside not great but they did have some timely shots and basically very good defense they just couldn't get the rebounds when they needed to for the most part until the very end when they pulled it out but they played some good strong defense indeed 
And here today to talk about the game are two great guests. The Lakerholics.com crew is well supported with a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and catch him every time he's here and every time he comments at Lakerholics.com. It is a Michigan State supporter. Like <laughs> it is L. Rob and L. Rob. Great to have you here. I know it's late for you. I thank you so much for your patience coming on today. Great Lakers win. It looked like after a, how should I say the word? I don't know if this word is actually real or not, but I've heard it so many years now. Lollygagging in the second and third quarter. I think that was probably the best way you could say it. Just kind of like a malaise where they had this lead coming out of the first quarter and they just kind of let it slip away. They really didn't seem to care, but came strong in the fourth quarter and really held firm down the stretch. Lollygagging would be apropos description of that performance that's what popped in my head that when i was watching the game i'm like lollygagging why am i thinking of that word yeah well i think the lakers has a tendency to uh bring us to those type of words this year but um let's forget about all the bad and just focus on the good and they were good down the stretch and lebron james i mean he's worth the price of a mission what can you say you just marvel at him and this was actually a substandard game for him recently with only 26 points. And <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean, only 26 the, points. The defense he played in the fourth quarter was real. Yes. I mean, that was good. I hadn't seen him bear down and, and, and defend like that in a little while. So that that was refreshing to see, and I think that was actually the difference in, in, in the game. So um, One of the things I did want to ask you, though, is Russell Westbrook, I mean, Malik Monk aside, was tremendous. We'll talk mm-hmm. about him in a second, but – Russell Westbrook, again, that roller coaster ride continues. Just the errors, just the the missed shots everywhere, the nine turnovers. He keeps both teams into the game. And I'm not kidding when I say that. I'm not trying to joke when I say that. But realistically, these are the games where he keeps both teams in the game. I'd be happy if Russell, if he, he can do whatever he wants to do, just if he did two things. One, don't try to dunk it. I don't, I don't want to see you <laughs> lose the ball. I mean, that happens. It seems like it happens a couple times a game now. Yeah. And just keep your three-point shots down to three or less. If you do that, I can live with the eight turnovers or however many turnovers he's going to have. But, I mean, he's been playing really good, aside from the turnovers, sometimes in a bad game against the Nets, I believe. But, you know, I mean, he is what he is at this point. Um, but he's leading the league in minutes played, so something to be said for him being there. And, and and being ready to play and available every game. So I tip my hat to him for that. That's true. But he did get 20 points, but it was on a not very efficient shooting. I mean, yes, it is a roller coaster ride, and Lakers fans are going to have to deal with that. But I do appreciate your, your valuable insight and the fact that, you know, like you said, it was just something that we still have to be very patient with going forward. And if you could just cut down those two things, I think it will make it more palatable for Lakers fans to go ahead and want to keep him around. But, and you know, right now he's still listed on every single trade target that Laker Tom seems to have other than THT. Oh, that's and, not true, Gerald. Okay. It's either THT or Westbrook as far as your trades. Uh, Those right are now. all long shot trades involved. Yeah, but what can you give for it. THT? Yeah, well, but they're the only trade assets you have right now, unless you're thinking Malik well, Monk. No, that's the only have... reason why Russ gets in the conversation. If you want yeah. anybody that's making more than $17 million a year, you the only way you're going to get him is to do a trade with Russ. But I want to go ahead. But well, I want to go not ahead. Not impossible. Not impossible, but that's true. Again, I think 
I think he becomes more valuable next year if he stays on the Lakers just because well, of the fact his, his expiring his contracts are always much easier to move and, and yes. off season major changes are much easier to make off season than they are mid season. There's no this doubt. This is about true. That. But Laker Tom is here as well from Lakerholics.com. Let me set you up right now as far as the game is concerned. Again, when you're starting a small lineup like you did with LeBron James at center once again, you're going to get what you're going to get on the on that end of the court, and that is very tough rebounding as far as giving up a ton of offensive boards, and that's what they did tonight. You try to limit as much as you can, but it seems at times it's very difficult for the Lakers when they throw out some size against them for them to go ahead and keep them off the boards, but they did just enough tonight to go ahead and say, you know what? We made it the executions down the stretch, which has been a problem. They did the things and they did enough, right? Basically they did enough, right? More than Minnesota. And I think that's ultimately what proved out. These are interesting games because the Lakers, when they go small in the past, when we won a championship, that was a small ball on steroids lineup because the center was Anthony Davis and the power forward was LeBron James. And you had Mark Morris at six, eight, 240 pounds. Now we're struggling a little bit and it's, it's because we really have a, we have a big wing playing power forward basically, which is Stanley Johnson. And Frank has basically admitted that, you know, that he said he even resisted putting Dwight Howard in because he, we're going to play a lot of small ball. And his feeling is, is we have to learn how to rebound. Now, when Anthony Davis comes back, it changes the entire dynamic. Cause again, we're back to, the ability to have a small ball lineup, especially since Ariza is back in where you can have your small forward be in the six, eight guy, which makes a big difference. And, and, and obviously if the Lakers do make a trade before the trade deadline, it's going to be for a power forward or, or it's going to be for a big wing, a power forward or a center. So it's good that they have to learn how to, how to do some of the things that you have to do when you're a small ball team. We got out rebounded by 28. I think they had 56 rebounds to our 28. They had 20 offensive rebounds, only four less than the total number of defensive rebounds that the Lakers had. But on the other hand, we scored four more three pointers for 12 points, and we had 11 more free throws than they did. Made 11 more free throws than they did, and so we end up with a with a fairly comfortable five point win. Um, they had some players have a career games against us. Vogel said one of the reasons he didn't put Howard in is because the the Rockets basically get their offensive rebounding from crashing the boards as opposed Timberwolves. to uh, Timberwolves as opposed to uh, to winning winning the individual battles for the rebounds and boxing out. But you know nobody boxes out in the NBA. It's ridiculous. It's sort of like if you want to come in and make a spectacular you know dunk off of a rebound. It's it's like they open the door for that all the time because it's good for the game. I guess I'm not. sure. Not sure. Mutual respect, you know, your turn, my turn type of thing to do those heroic dunks. The other part of it is, too, this they they shot 38 threes and they shot 20 percent. And every one of those threes that clanked seemed to be a long rebound that went. I mean, they there were three or four situations where we had we gave up three straight rebounds that were impossible for us to get because the ball just bounced straight to long, long bounces to players out there, you know, and. That's what happens when you get in those situations and it becomes a, it becomes a battle of the 50-50 balls. Um, and usually you count on it that small ball teams win those 50-50 battles. Um, you know, and we won enough of them tonight. I mean, 
I thought that I thought, you know, LeBron was LeBron's effort is always heroic, you know. And if I was a coach of that team, I would have instructed those guys to make sure that LeBron got 30 points. I was disappointed in that. I wanted that for Braun. I thought that would be great to see him set a new record for himself personally. But on the other hand, I thought the other guy who really played spectacularly all game long was Avery Bradley and uh, made some really clutch offensive play and a clutch defensive steal. Bradley has done a great job on the roll, man, picking up those those pocket passes. You know, he's did that, done that three or four times in the last couple of games. So I've been impressed with uh, with how well he's played. He continues to still have pretty poor plus minus, you know, stats uh, whenever he's on the court, but Frank believes in him and uh, it's going to be hard, you know, I think he's I think he'll be guaranteed. I think they I mean the Lakers have a problem because they're the ten day contracts, the way the ten day contracts work, if you get it if you sign a guy for a ten day contract, he can play all ten days. But at the end of that contract, if he's a replacement player and you don't have anybody else who's on health and safety protocols, he's he's he can't play anymore. So he has to you, be converted. Well, that's true. He has to be converted. Uh, right. But if they're still outstanding, then you can convert him to a right. second. And we have nobody second. now out. We have nobody who is in health and safety protocols at this point in time. So that makes it very tough to, you know, they're going to have to decide what to do. Are they going to carry 14 players? Are they going to give Stanley Johnson a contract? They were waiting. I, I think allegedly they were waiting simply for the Rondo deal to go through, you know, and he had to clear health and safety protocols before we could trade him. Can't yeah. trade a player under protocol. And I was watching Cleveland tonight and they desperately need a guard that can really be effective yeah. for them because they're really hurting right there. And Isaac Okoro, very promising young wing for them, got hurt tonight. But oh, really? still, That's a shame. you got to see them. When they throw three seven-footers out there, you think it looks awkward, but then it just seems to gel so nice defensively yeah. and they just really know what they're doing. The only thing is, again, without the guards, their crunch time yeah. is basically their big guys taking the ball and making the plays and depending on big guys to do that each and every time out, that's a difficult thing to ask yeah. for, but you know, what can you do? What can you do? I guess in Cleveland right now, Rondo will be playing some heavy minutes. That's for sure. This is Raphael from NBA draft And you are listening to the Lakers fast break. Check out what's been going on with the pop culture Cosmo show and the PCC multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But L. Rob, getting back to you, Want to go ahead and mention that the Lakers once again did win 108 to 103. They are now a still, well, they are still in seventh place in the Western Conference. They are a half game behind the Los Angeles Clippers. So hopefully they can go ahead and get some luck and this week take over. They will know probably by Tuesday when they play the Sacramento Kings at the Crypt, the Crypto.com Arena. So they're just actually a game out of fifth place right now. So it's not too far right now. If they just a couple things go their way, they can go ahead and have a good week. They can be right back in fifth place in the Western Conference. But I wanted to ask you this. When it comes to the Lakers and what you see from Malik Monk, 
who really has been doing a nice job as of late, chipped in with 22 points, excellent shooting for us, really did a nice job out there. I think that the way they play him, though, Frank, is still puzzling to me at times because you know he's been doing so well, and I understand he plays well off LeBron, but when LeBron goes out of the game for rest, there's a lineup that I know that makes Laker Tom and me cringe because it's just like you're you're holding on for dear life. It's usually at the end of every first or every third quarter, and it you know just just a few minutes here and there because this is when sometimes the game is lost or won for us. The, today they did all right. They they basically treaded water, but I think that one of the things that Malik Monk could do is be part of that lineup when LeBron goes out of the game that could give you a little bit better offense than what they have right now during that period of time. Yeah, that would, that would certainly help. But then that means you don't have him on the floor for Le- with LeBron, which, you know, it's, it's a trade-off. Uh, is he more valuable as an off-the-bench guy? Will he be able to create and score as easily as he does when LeBron's um, drawing some of the attention and kicking it to him? So, yeah, that's quite the dilemma. And it just speaks to our, our lack of depth, uh, depth when, you, when, you, you know, when you're scared to take LeBron out. But I'll go back to one other thing, though. I, I think Stanley Johnson definitely should be a keeper. We need as many guys as we can get who will play some defense. So today he didn't play much. You know, I think he shot too many threes. He's, you know, One like, point only today. Yeah, it's like Stanley just, you know, the reason why he like you is because you get in there, you battle, you play defense, you don't, and you know your limitations. But don't get out there and cranking up threes. And part of that is LeBron. I think LeBron passed it to him twice with the shot clock kind of dwindling and him standing out behind the three-point line. So uh, I guess he had to launch one of them at least. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, this whole thing is a work in progress. So it's hard to – it's really hard to say what direction um, Vogel is going to go in. We know Monk has to play, though. He has to play. He's very reliable. Um I was looking for some consistency. Pretty much, I believe we know what we can get from him. We know what we can get from uh, from from Westbrook. We know what we can get from LeBron. Now it's just a matter of filling out the other two guys and, and getting a little more consistency uh, from some of those other guys. Stanley Johnson could be one. Could be one that's just out there and hustle. Be, give us one. Give us one hustle guy. We thought Baysmore might be that guy, but he just hasn't been able to bring it. So maybe Stanley Johnson can be the guy. Once again, it's the Lakers squeaking out a victory, 108 to 103. Laker Tom, before we head on out, you've got some great articles right there at Lakerholics.com, plus your great trade scenarios. Again, hoping one of them pulls out through, you know, maybe the one for Christian Wood. We'll see what happens. But you can follow him at Laker Tom on Twitter right there for you. So you can go ahead and check out and see what trades. It's a clearance sale for Christian Wood now. It seems to be, seems to be, but you know what? I'll take Christian Wood. He's been playing okay this season and not, yeah. not the greatest, but he's still been playing okay this season and can give you some, and even though he's not the most forceful player in the world or the strongest player in the world, he still can hit from the outside rebound and give you something inside. Would you, when, trade, would you trade Talon and none for him? Absolutely. In a heartbeat. That's something I wouldn't even think about twice. Even, about. even with all of the bad news that's, uh, sort of come out of the woodwork about how he's not a hard worker and a problem child and so forth. I think, well, I think 
I think it's the environment. You're in Houston right now. You're yeah. right there at the doorstep, and you see. I mean, the, what, Lee, Lee, you, he, you, you saw him in for a long time. Was he? A, is he a malcontent type of player? Who's yeah, I don't, I don't know if mal, malcontent. I wouldn't say it's. Mm-hmm. I would use the malcontent word, but he doesn't. He's not the hardest worker. So I mean, well, that's part of the reason why you know when he left UNLV, that's why he bounced around the league. He right. thought he had with his talent. He thought he had it in. Thought it was going to be a major player right away. Didn't work out for him in your neck of the woods in Detroit. He had, remember. This is something a Laker Tom and I go back and forth on when he was the 15th man that he squeaked out a roster spot over Joe Johnson. And he had to earn his way into that big contract. You can see he has the talent when he wants to apply to it. Now, in Houston, things are are in a mess right now with what's going on in Houston with Kevin Porter Jr. walking off and uh, doing an Antonio Brown and just walking off right in the middle of the game after half during halftime and things of that nature. So, Things are like really going weird there. Player plus empowerment. Yes. Plus they're also working with four rookies that they want to go ahead and integrate into the lineup. They're, they're already just, you know, they're planning on the future. They're already working on the future. And if you're an established player now that cashed in on your contract, you're going to have to live with the contract that you signed, but it's really hard for you to go ahead and say, you know what? It's to come to work. You got to go ahead and be a professional. But sometimes for someone like him, like you said, it's, it's really hard for him right now what he's going through because he's on a, in a losing environment. But, uh, you know, I think it would be a great trade if the Lakers could get that. I mean, there's comments right now about THT. I mean, even in a game like today where he does contribute some, THT is still he, – he's still very much a work in progress, don't you think, L. Rob? Yeah, just he's lost his confidence. And he's playing like a guy who doesn't have confidence. And he's lost his swagger. That you know, that's what endeared us to him. And then you know, Lee's kind of figured it out. He wants to put his head down, he wants to get to the basket, and they kind of figured that out. So it's not as easy for him to do those same things that he did when he kind of made his uh, quick rise to prominence. So we don't know. I mean, is, is anybody guess on what THT will be in a couple of years from now? But certainly, if we can do something that, that can bring us somebody that can help us win games today with LeBron, we um, we have to do it. So. Yeah, I, I still, I'm still, I'm still a believer in THT. I, I mean, I think he can find his way. He's, he's a better player than he's displayed right now. So, you well, the thing it. about THT is that the guys the Lakers are looking to bring in are guys that have got to come in and produce right away. The reason that a team would, for example, the Rockets would would trade Wood for THT is because Wood's 26 years old, and the Rockets window, the the Rockets timeline doesn't work for 26 year olds yeah i mean it was kind of a strange situation they've got him for 13 6 which everybody thought was he'd make a lot more than that and you know in free agency so if the lakers could steal him i think he would be great you know i mean and you're making a big assumption that playing with lebron james and anthony davis and russell westbrook you know that he would have a different standard of professionalism that he'd have to live up to but he's definitely one of the five guys that that i've highlighted as the players that i think the Lakers need an impact starter with size, preferably a center or a small forward or a power forward. Anybody who can take one of those forward, that front court positions and and make our small ball lineups again, small ball lineups on steroids is going to be what we need to do. That's our weakness right now. And I mean, 80 coming back is still going to, what we're seeing right now is 
the weakness that we'll have at any point in time if Anthony Davis is in foul trouble or misses a game because of an injury or, God forbid, has, misses some part of the playoffs because of an injury. So it's, it shows that that's a weakness that I think that's part of what we've got to solve. And, and I, I think it's also getting a, a fourth person in that starting lineup that we can count on to give us that size and defense and three-point shooting that we need, you know, whether it's Jeremy Grant or whether you go for a Miles Turner or, or a Christian Wood, you need somebody with size that's going to have an impact that'll, that'll make us again, that, that team that can dominate people with its size and physicality right now we're getting dominated by teams with size and physicality. And a lot of that has got to change and it's, and it, and it's a missing element that we really don't have. Ariza probably is not the answer for it. And as much as I like what Stanley Johnson has brought to the table, he's still only six, six, you know, and he's, you're putting him as a small ball forward. You're seeing right now that as a small ball forward, he's not solving the, he's not solving the problem that we have of losing the points in the paint battle and the rebounds battle. So no. we need somebody. We need somebody like Jeremy Grant or somebody who can take over the center position, so Anthony Davis can become that second big man in, in the lineup. Well, I'll tell you what, you guys have been awesome once again, spot on. As the Lakers, though, let's keep it on the bright side because the Lakers are mm-hmm. on a hot streak, two games in a row. I like it. Two of the seven-game winning streak that we're going to have by the middle of January. They got to win out this homestand. They got to win out this homestand. It's very apparent that they got to do it. And this coming Tuesday, they're going to continue that, hopefully, against Sacramento. Sacramento eked out a win in Sacramento against Miami tonight. So they're coming off a good win for them. So we'll see what happens here. But I'm looking forward to seeing the game on Tuesday. And you know, we'll be here right after the game to go ahead and talk about it right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But guys, it's been great having you on again. L Rob, I always love you here on the show. Always provide a little bit more clarity to what we're, what's going on with the Lakers. And, you know, Laker Tom loves having you. He doesn't want to have to hear my voice the whole entire time. Is anytime that happens, I think that's great for him. But any last thoughts, my friend, before we head on out? No, just like like you mentioned, it's good to win. It's good to win. Hey, two in a row. We'll take it. Got a decent schedule ahead of us. So. I we'll, like that. Yeah, yep, let's, yep. Let's, 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 let's see. Let's see if we can. If, Seven in a row, that would be incredible. I, yeah, I hope you guys are right that we can do it, but I hate to be a pessimist, but I just can't see that happening. But do you see them getting by the end of next weekend? By this time next weekend, do you see them getting control of fifth place in the Western Conference? Because that would take at least a two and one, possibly a three and one time period. Three and one, uh, it's doable, but they haven't, I mean, they haven't, I haven't seen it, so it's hard for me to to project it okay if they don't do it if they don't do it with the teams that they're facing in the next five games it's a five-game schedule that really goes to their advantage they play the timber we we play the kings we do play the grizzlies whom we've got a motive to play against Um, we play kings twice right yeah you play the kings twice and the kings you know and and that's a team that we've got a motivation to play against also so yeah, and Atlanta, the Hawks. Yeah, we've got to prove that we can put together wins. I mean, I'm in I'm in the middle of putting an article together of what the Lakers need to do to get through the year and win a championship, and it really comes down to three things. Simply, they have to survive this period without Anthony Davis, and they and they have to win it out. They have to win. 
there's something like 14, 13 more games that would go without Anthony Davis, assuming he comes back at, let's say, February 1st, which would be six weeks, which is probably the best opportunity. If we can go 10 and four, that would be great. And we have five games against teams that are among the top 10 teams. It's a good challenge, but we've got to do well with that. And then we've got to, when Anthony Davis comes back, we've got to, we've got to make a deal at the trade deadline to bring in another starter. At least one new player. One new player is all we really need. And then lastly, we have to turn it on and, and really finish off with Anthony Davis comes back and with whatever new player we've got, we've got to get into sync so that we have an identity and we're playing with some sort of continuity when we head into the playoffs. And those are all very doable things in part just because of what a screwed up mess the West is, you know, and, and how COVID is messing with teams. Just, I mean, Minnesota paid the price that we paid a few games ago where you go out with a lineup that, yeah, you can maybe come through with a, with a good effort, but it's gotta be luck because these guys haven't played together before. And it's, you know, and they're undermanned. So, you know, we're going to see more of those games with other teams and, the big question will be, hopefully, once teams have gone through it like we have, where every player on the team has gone through a health and safety protocols, and almost everybody has on the team. I don't think LeBron has because he tested out of that. So if you can if you can get everybody at least vaccinated, boosted, and and having had some sort of mild case of it, you know, hopefully you can survive through the rest of the year and, and without it disrupting your schedule and and your chances to win a championship. Let's give you a rundown of what's coming up in the days ahead for the team. Tuesday, they are home at the Crypt against Sacramento. Friday at the Crypt against Atlanta. Next Sunday, a week from today, at home in the Crypt against Memphis. That'll be a key game. Right after that, on Wednesday, a week from Wednesday, it's at Sacramento. And a week from Saturday, they are at Denver. So by the time the Denver game comes around, I'm hoping they'll be back in fifth place because that'll be probably a fight for fifth place if they're in and around that area right there in the Western Conference. Nikola Jokic is, you know, he's been playing fantastic ball all season long. The team is getting healthy around him, so they're starting to play a little bit better. So we'll wait and see what happens. But the Lakers, again, sneak out a victory, 108 to 103, led by LeBron James, 26 points. Once again, turning the wheels of time backwards, so to speak, now that he's 37. Well, we'll see if he can turn it back a little bit more this Tuesday, going up against Sacramento as they come into the crypt. But we will be back on Tuesday night to talk more great things about the Lakers. We'll be back, hopefully, with Elrond coming in the next few games sometime. You'll be coming back whenever you can, man, because I know your schedule is, is really tight, but... You know the door is always open for you whenever you're able to head on in here. Laker Tom is coming back. I know the guys, Jamie and Sean, we all had a New Year's hangover, so we couldn't schedule the late-night Lakers fast break. So we actually rescheduled it. We're looking forward to doing it Wednesday night, I guess is the deal. Looking forward to get all my regular guests back in here. Joe Soro as well. I know he wanted to wish all the Lakers fans a happy New Year as well. So hopefully everyone out there will have a great 2022 Please stay healthy. COVID is affecting so many people out there. So please stay healthy, stay safe, and tune in to us Tuesday night after the game against Sacramento right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.